This is Coffee with Karina, and here's your host, Karina Michelle. Hi, everyone. This is Karina. Happy New Year. I wanted to start out with this interview that I did about a month ago now, and it's with Chelsea Hill. She's an amazing girl. She's a community leader, trailblazer, entrepreneur, and founder of the Rolette's Dance Team. And she's really dedicated her life to dance and to encouraging others to pursue their passions despite any physical obstacles that they face and any uh, tribulations of life. The Rolettes have gained visibility in the media with appearances on Ellen, The Today Show, Hallmark Channels, Home and Family, Access Daily, and KTLA. So take a listen. You've been an inspiration to so many, and I know your story, but could you tell us a little bit more about your life and how you grew up? Yeah. So, you know, to make a long 10 years very short, growing up, I was a competitive dancer. So I knew at a very young age that I wanted to move to Los Angeles and be a professional, like backup dancer, go on tour, all that jazz. You know, that's the one thing that I felt like I was really good at was entertainment and dance. And I loved hip hop. I loved jazz. I loved gymnastics. And then, you know, I was on the high school dance team and my senior year of high school, I was out at a party with friends and it was time to go home. And, you know, all of us were drinking, not thinking I ran out to the first car I saw, got in, um, not realizing that the driver was drunk. Um, I did see that he had like a red solo cup at the party, but I didn't realize that I maybe, you know, it was, it was soda, it was water. It was maybe his first drink. I I had no idea. Honestly, I was under the influence. I didn't really know Mm -hmm. and got into the car. We were, we dropped off two people. I slid into the middle seat and, uh, we were driving down this like dark road and all of a sudden the driver hit this curb and he tried to get off the curb and he accidentally overcorrected. And we went down an embankment and hit a tree head on going about 35 miles an hour. And, you know, going into a dead stop, I broke my back. So I was instantly paralyzed. Later on, my mom and dad got the phone call and then a knock on the door. Mm. And they were, I, they said that I was life flighted to the nearest trauma center and they didn't know the status of me. So I had it. Yeah. That I, that's the hardest part. I think that I go through is like knowing how much I hurt my family. Yeah. I mean, it could happen to anyone. Oh my goodness. So I know that you talked about in the article, we asked you about a person who has had the greatest influence on your life. And you said your dad, and I, I know that he really came through for you. And I, I loved, you know, when we were doing this and just reading it and you said that he gave you the courage to actually go and uh, to do dance in the wheelchair. How did that happen? Yeah. So, you know, I was laying in the hospital bed. My dad never left my side. He literally slept on the couch right next to me, would not leave me. Mm -hmm. And I remember he, I was in my room and I was down in rehab and learning how to like get dressed and go to the bathroom and all that. And he walks in with this laptop and he goes, here, I want you to look at something. And I was like, uh, okay. And I look and it's this wheelchair dancer on YouTube and dancing for Snoop Dogg on stage. And I was like, well, this is cool. <laughs> like, this is cool. You know, I, I would change this. I would do this differently. My wheels yeah. started turning. So then yeah. fast forward to when I get home, 
um, my dad talked to my high school dance team. He's like, what if you guys do like a wheelchair dance routine? And so they choreographed something for a wheelchair dance routine. And my dad went all through Northern California and picked up like 14, like sports, big, like wheelchairs. And I got to teach my high school dance team, all able bodies, how Mm -hmm. to maneuver a wheelchair. And we, they taught me this wheelchair dance routine. And we surprised my high school about two months after my accident, I performed for the first time at my high school. And that was the moment Honestly, that was the moment that started it all. I felt that same fire that I did when I was walking. I got that back. It was almost like I got a piece of me back. I just kind of like, I guess, ran with it, you know, and had this idea. And so, yeah. So what's it, what's it like? You said, you know, performing for your high school after, was it two months? You said that's so fast. Yeah. I still have my back brace under my big t-shirt. I had my back brace on, but yeah, it was two months. I actually, the day before we were supposed to perform, I got a second degree burn on my leg from showering. And my mom was helping me shower at the time. The whole entire shower steamed up. My mom was like, where's the water? And I was like, I don't know. And it was hitting my leg. And I, because of my paralysis, Mm -hmm. I had no idea. So I was rushed to the hospital and the doctor was like, well, you're going to have to like, you know, elevate it and you can't go to school and blah, blah. And I was like, look, sir, <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you something. That's not possible. I'm going to go to school. I don't care what you have to say. Cause I'm going to dance. Like, yeah. he was like, no. And so I literally showed up to school the next day with this big old boot on my leg performed and then left because oh. with paralysis, you have bad circulation and they were scared it was going to get infected and blah, blah, blah. Right. blah oh I was God. fine. I was fine. Wow. <laughs> well, it's so cool that you were able to do that. And then you got out there and you you performed at halftime as well for a pretty big game, right? Yeah. So, well, that one I performed for my high school for the Hello Goodbye rally. So are you talking about the halftime performance we did for the Sparks? I think so. I think that's what I saw a picture. There are probably a few, right? Are there a few? (laughs) You've done it a bunch. What's it like being out there on the court, I guess, and just seeing this big crowd and... You know, so the first time I performed for like a big basketball game was for the Sparks dance team. And that was really cool. That was by myself with the Sparks dancers, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, which I think is a little bit cooler because it was with my Rolettes dance team, we did for the Sacramento Kings. And that was so cool. Like the lights, the, yeah. the music was loud, the the people in the stands, I mean, with what we're going on oh, with so now, it just like was so special to do that with a wheelchair dance team. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure my, both my girls, my little girls are dancers. They've been dancing since they were two. So I totally get it. I'm a dance mom. I'm a proud dance mom. And we, yeah, my nine-year-old actually just, uh, she performed at halftime, uh, for the Orlando magic. So I know what it's like, the excitement and it's the energy and it's it's energy. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to be in that kind of family. So I know that you also, you created the ro- the Rolettes, obviously. How, how did you do that? And are you like practicing virtually? Are you online right now? So I started it back in 2012. So two years after I was paralyzed. And so I started it purely because I was newly injured. I was young and I wanted to find more friends that were like me that were in wheelchairs. So I reached out to girls on social media. Long story short, we had this, like, I had this idea of performing for my hometown. And the whole goal behind that was I wanted to show my hometown that I wasn't the only person 
that sustained a spinal cord injury in this world. I can't, I can't be. And, you know, there's a lot of controversial, like, talk going on around my town. A lot of people are like, well, she knew what she was doing. She deserved mm-hmm. what happened. So wow. the whole point behind it was I wanted to show my hometown that I'm not the only person that makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I found other girls that were like me. We put on this big dance showcase in my hometown. We needed to come up with a name because it was in the program. And we raised money to educate people about drunk driving. So we did this. It was about seven of us in wheelchairs and then a few able bodies and posted some videos on YouTube. Long story short, we got a call from an abilities expo, which is a place for people with disabilities to go to, to get like information and nonprofit information and schooling, blah, blah, blah. So every year just became a reunion and we all got together and hung out and, you know, took four days out of the year and just kind of got together and had girl time. And every year it grew. Mm -hmm. So that's why I started it. And then all of a sudden we started getting calls to perform at fundraisers and fairs and job, um, like work meetings and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. it just kind of like exploded. And I've done, I've been on Ellen. We were on the today show home and family, a lot of different places just kind of like picked us up and mm-hmm. helped us share our story. There was a w- women's empowerment weekend that you guys yes. did. And that, that looked so cool. I mean, you were talking about how it's hard to meet people. My dad was actually in a wheelchair for like 15 years of his life. Oh, wow. And yeah, so I know what it's like. It's, I think it's, that's one of the biggest things. It's really hard to find other people that are in the same situation, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? And kind yeah. of being able to connect with them, especially when you're older, you know, yeah. like my father was. But um, yeah, so I think that's such a great idea. And you guys keep in touch all year long. And Yeah, and you know what's cool? cool is, so when I first started it, it was like like a dance camp. And then it was a dance boot camp. And then it was like... I don't know what it was. And then I came up with this name, Rolettes, and I figured it fit perfectly. And then we had the Rolettes experience, and it's grown from seven girls to um, last year in 2019 when we could have an in-person event. It was 175 women and children from 12 countries that flew into Los Angeles And it's a big women's empowerment weekend where girls can just roll into a room and everyone's at eye level. Like just that thought. Yeah, yeah, just that thought is so important when you have something taken away, like half of your body, or you get diagnosed with like uh, autoimmune disease or chronic illness, and people, you don't, you know, you go into a room or you go into the mall and everyone's walking around and everyone's so much taller than you. Mm -hmm. To be able to roll into a room when you're newly diagnosed or you've been diagnosed or disabled for half your life and you've never met someone in a wheelchair, Mm -hmm. that feeling is so incredible. These girls come in and they meet lifelong friends. These girls are in people in each other's bridesmaids party. They're (laughs) going to each other's college graduations. They're having like RE virtual hangouts. Like it's amazing. So obviously for 2020, we had to go virtual, which Mm -hmm. kind of turned our world upside down. Honestly, it was kind of like, how do we do this? You know, with roulettes, we everything is virtual for us. That's how we get our name out there. So that part is easy, but to host a virtual women's empowerment event for women with disabilities was kind of like, okay, this is another like thing you got to tackle. And honestly, it turned out amazing this year. It was great. Yeah. It looked really great. I, I know that you talk about getting messages on social media about, um, 
people that are now trying out for their local dance team, or you've given them this hope, you know, and they're, they're posting their own dance videos and they, cause they saw you do it. Tell me more about that. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. You know, it's so crazy because I think back to like in 2014, when I moved to Los Angeles and by myself in a wheelchair, got my own apartment. And I was like, I want to take classes like I would if I was walking. Why should my disability stop me from doing what I love? Mm -hmm. And I started taking classes and it was terrifying. I was a wheelchair user. It was good for you. You know, I went into a room and everyone looked at me like girl doing, you know, they don't know my background. They don't know what happened. They just see this girl in a wheelchair who's disabled going to go and take class at one of the top studios in LA. And it was terrifying. I didn't go back for about six months after that. Really? I was terrified. And then I found another place and, and went to a bunch of different places. And I was like, you know what? Forget this. I'm going to go. I don't care what anyone thinks. Yeah. And I had to go in with confidence, that whole fake it till you yes. get it. For years. Yes. And I then started, that was when Instagram started having all of these dancers post videos and concept mm-hmm. videos and class videos of them dancing. And I was like, where's the wheelchair users? Why can't I do that? I know I'm good. Like I know I can be in it. So I started making it a point to go into to choreographers classes and making it at a point that they saw me and not just be like, Oh, that girl in a wheelchair on the side. That's going to, that's cute. She comes in and dances. No, no, no. I needed them to know who I was, know my story and know my passion. Mm -hmm. And I did that for about three years. And one of my first class videos that I was shown in went viral. And still to this day, there's a few of them. I mean, there's probably two handfuls worth of class videos that I've been in from top dance studios, amazing choreographers that have gone viral where like Beyonce's mom has reposted. Like TLC, (laughs) like all those, like, and it's blown my mind. But that has been the, I guess the push that I've needed. So Mm -hmm. seeing where I was five years ago, six years ago now, and seeing me post all these videos and now seeing all these other wheelchair dancers and girls coming out out of nowhere, posting dances of them dancing, (laughs) now dancing to my choreography. Really? (laughs) Like they're doing my choreography. Like it blows my mind. I never thought I'd be choreographing. I always wanted to, but I never thought I could. I always thought the chair stopped me, but amazing. And it's just making dance and disability and dance and the world's coming together. It's showing that dance is dance, whether you're walking or you're rolling. And that's, that's my goal. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. Um, And I love that you said that you moved to LA by yourself in a wheelchair. I moved to LA what well, my sister came with me, but I, I counted as by myself. Yeah, <laughs> no okay. But so we went there. I mean, this was a long time ago, now. but it's a scary thing moving to LA by yourself. And then I think of like being in a wheelchair that you're like, you're not going to let anything get in your way. It's almost like you did more. I feel like when you live with a disability, there is this constant fight to prove that you're enough. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was a fight to prove to my community that I wasn't going to let my disability stop me and I was going to go and live a normal life. Then there was this fight to show of, to show guys that I was dating that I was normal and the wheelchair wasn't anything big. They right. didn't have to worry about taking care of me. There was that. And mm-hmm. then there was this fight to show the dance world. And then there was this fight in myself to prove to myself that I could live on my own. I could do my own laundry. I can go and get groceries. I can, yeah. I can 
a shower by myself. I can take care of myself. I can pack my bags. I can get my luggage into the car. All those things that able bodies and myself, when I was walking, take for granted. You know, when I moved to Los Angeles, I had to then figure out how to get an entire cart of groceries mm-hmm. for a week into my car, then out of my car into an elevator, then up the elevator into yeah. my house with only one hand. You know, mm. I have to push myself, hold the lug. It was, I mean, that's stressful. That would send me into like an anxiety. Like, yeah, but like, yeah. but what people don't realize is like, when you have no other option, mm-hmm. you just have to take the time just to do it. it. Yeah. And, and living on my own for those two years here in LA, the first year was so hard because I was alone. I didn't know anyone else in a wheelchair here really. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had to, it really taught me patience. It taught me to be patient with myself. It taught me how to schedule myself, bathroom stuff, showering, how to do laundry. It taught me so much about myself that I needed. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a wheelchair accessible apartment. Those things don't exist. The ADA. Like, yeah. They're getting so, better, right? I mean, the, they the, are. Yeah. I know now they, they kind of make a point of doing that, but still it's very tough. And even going in stores and there's so restaurants, like people just yeah. don't realize until you, until you do this, you know, with somebody who's in a wheelchair all the time and it can be really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is hard. And living in LA with a disability, it just takes time to figure it out. You know, I didn't realize that in LA, there's a back alley that you could park in. It took me mm. a year to figure that out. Yeah. We can't like pull up on the street and get our wheelchair out. The other thing I was going to ask you about is uh, it, you talked about creating some self-acceptance within people. And you said, I hope my movement legacy from all of this is that people feel more accepted because of the work the Rolettes does. And I love that. That was probably one of my you know, favorite parts of it. What do you mean by that? Because to me, that mean, I mean, that, that's one thing I think all girls especially are searching for is to be accepted. You know, there's so many things that come up and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, with that, what I mean by acceptance is I hope that Rolette's and Rolette's experience creates a space for women to feel powerful and feel feel like themselves. I don't want to say the word normal anymore because what is normal, mm, but I yeah. want to create a space where women who become disabled, whether it's a diagnosis, a chronic illness, or an injury, they can come into this world Maybe they don't get along with me. Maybe they don't get along with the Rolettes, but maybe they find someone within Rolettes experience that they click with and they just are like, you're my person. Like you're like my best friend, you know, because when you have something taken away, the whole world feels different. Everything feels different. Rolling into a house at this level is different. And to be able to create a space where people feel accepted for who they are, you don't have to talk about all the things we have to deal with, but just to look at someone and be like, you're on my eye level, like yeah. you're alone. Like that's what I mean. And to feel accepted in this world is very hard. And to be able to create a space for women to feel accepted, no matter what they look like, no matter what their capabilities are. I feel like that that's, that's the long-term goal. I mean, I feel like we're doing that now, but that's something that's going to create longevity for Rolettes and Rolettes experience in a whole, as a whole. No, I love that. I love what you're doing. I, uh, I want to say thank you for doing this with us and, you know, giving us kind of some insight and exactly what you deal with day to day as well, you know, and 
just what your vision is and what you're trying to do and what can we look for? I know you have some things coming up that you're working yeah, on. Yeah, um, you know, we're doing obviously the Rolettes experience. Fingers crossed that it can be in person. Yeah. Get everything figured out. <laughs> um, either way, it'll obviously also be virtual. But, um, you know, Rolettes experience is coming up. I have a wedding I'm planning. Yeah. Uh, I'm engaged. Um, Congrats. Hope that, you know, Rolettes and Rolettes experience just keep getting bigger and bigger. We do monthly Zoom hangout girls nights for girls with disabilities. We also do every Tuesday, we have a dance class that we teach on Zoom. Yeah, lots of virtual events that we host, which has been amazing for ourselves and and the other girls in this world. But, you know, I do have to say that COVID has given us a chance to be more connected to our community than ever before, which is really crazy to say. It's shown us that community, this community that we have is so strong. So yeah, lots of things. That's exciting. Uh, Lots of exciting stuff. So if, where can they find you online? Where's the, I know you're on YouTube and I'm sure there'll be a bunch of girls that want to come and take some dance classes and have some fun with you guys. Yeah. So I'm on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, um, and like to know it, just Chelsea Hill. And then Rolettes is Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Rolettes underscore LA. Okay. Got it. Well, I, th- I have a feeling you're going to get bombarded because I'm going to put this out there and I'm going to be sharing. So, uh, well, <laughs> so I appreciate you giving us a voice and showcasing yes. women with disabilities and, and sharing it. your story. Hey, this is Karina. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, check out some of our other episodes and give us a rating. And you can also see the written article on authoritymagazine.com. In the meantime, stay safe and we hope to see you back here soon.